Salam, shalom, peace. Now, go vegan. Peace how? Go vegan. Uh, don't, uh, don't start nuclear war when you can go vegan, right? Okay. Well, from the new left right or the new right left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget Pharmaceutical Vivisection Prison Kilitary Industrial Corp Nation in the cheese-covered post-constitutional bankster bankrupt corruptocracy mocracy criminocracy unchallenged by meteocracy foodborne in the NSA uh, NRA CIA USA Home of Uncle Sam, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts, and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and, uh, well, let's see if I can figure out today's program from my notes, uh, which, uh, which was scribbled in the middle of the night last night. And, you know, just uh, just at the time when our little town here in the East Bay in Northern California had a blackout. So uh, let's see if uh, I can read any of the notes that I uh, scribbled for, for today's program. Yeah, that's right. A, a total blackout. You know, like uh, first you think, oh, the fuse box. I have to get to the fuse box and... Uh, I didn't, mind. didn't mean to buy a flashlight, but I guess after the power is back on, I'll buy a flashlight if the power is ever back on. Um, Greetings. Well, and then uh, you know, is it the fuse box? And then you look outside the window and you see, wow, everybody's fuse box. Uh, no light anywhere. You know, so it's interesting because uh, you know you have a blackout now. Um, now the first thought is terrorism, right? You know? Then uh, your second thought, apocalypse. And then the third thought is like, do not leave any chocolate uneaten. So, um, well, this this is a flashback for me back to New York City. I remember it well, November 9th, nineteen sixty-five. The Great Northeast Blackout. I I lived it. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see, I was at my friend Lee's house in Parkchester in the Bronx, and uh, you know we just uh, you know how, how old were we then? November 9th, nineteen sixty-five. So we were we were fourteen-year-olds after school at the house, um, and. You know, we would do things like, well, we, we would have seltzer uh, fights, seltzer, you know, those seltzer bottles, you know, that would squirt out, you know, the carbon dioxide or whatever. That, that's what probably 
I don't know, they probably caused the global warming, the seltzer bottles of New York City. Um, but they sure were fun to, uh, you know, run around the house and shoot seltzer at each other. And, um, oh, so how, how is this vegan so far? Okay. Uh, what does this have anything to do with being vegan? Um, those seltzer bottles, I mean, the, the, the drink of New York City growing up back then was called an egg cream. There was no egg in it, but, you know, you'd get it at a luncheonette. It was chocolate syrup and cow's milk and seltzer. And uh, the most delicious poison uh, one could imagine that is easily veganized right now. To tell you the truth, I'm kind of craving it because there is vegan chocolate syrup. I think it's Alaska, right? And uh, all sorts of vegan milk out there, soy, rice, almond, coconut, etc. And uh, mineral water, sparkling mineral water. Now that is the most delicious. I crave it right now. And uh, actually, don't say I never did anything for you. There's, there's my suggestion to you. There's your multi-million dollar you know, your business idea right there. Start bottling uh, vegan egg creams. I mean, a big hit. I promise that. And then, um, well, I, you know, I mean, I would do it myself. I would bottle vegan egg creams, but it, it would actually be easier if uh, you would do it. And then I could sue you for stealing the idea from it. So um, I, it, I just prefer it that way, a little easier. Back in New York City, November 9th, 1965, we're playing with uh, seltzer bottles uh, at, at Lee's house. And uh, and then, you know, he would do things like, he would he'd mess around with the fuse box, you know, to make all the lights go out in the house. And uh, all the lights went out in the house. And then I looked out the window and I said, hey, Lee, all of Parkchester is out. Well, you, you, you have the magic fuse box here. Um, it turns out, yeah, that night, uh, the, the whole Northeast really much uh, went dark, and it was fun. You know, we didn't think terrorists or apocalypse, certainly at the time. Uh, we went outside and we directed traffic, you know. I mean, just, uh, you know, I think we did have flashlights back then. And, um, yeah, we were just out there on the streets trying to be helpful or... Uh, I don't know, I think maybe that was our opportunity for, you know, for us to practice uh, authoritarianism. Hey, we were directing traffic. We were cops for a day. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so here last night, now it's, it's, it's not fun New York City, 1965 anymore. It's here last night, now. Uh, so after about an hour of a blackout, you know, your thoughts go to, uh, you know, there's no Wi-Fi, um, there's no, you know, I mean, like, uh, the, uh, you know, the charger's not going to work, you know, I mean, we're, we're just going back to, like, the, we're, we're going to, uh, to primitive times here, you know, like, no cooking, I'm, I'm, I'm back to being a, a, a primitive creature, you know, I mean, um, so I thought the best thing I should do is, you know, go across the street, knock on the door of the neighbor, uh, and actually eat the neighbors. I thought, um, you know, going back to being primitive, it's actually, I apologize, but it's just something that comes over you. You don't know how you're going to react in, in an emergency situation, and, in, you know, it was a blackout for already an hour. Um, so I went across the street. I ate the neighbor's only 
it was it was preemptive eating. Um, I do believe that sometime in the future the neighbors may have wanted to eat me, so I thought preemptive eating was in order. Um, if I had a nuclear weapon, I would have used it uh, preemptively. Um, so anyway, um, and uh, yeah, and and also you know the, the the neighbors might want to come over here and and take my resources. You know, there's there is a peach tree. An apple tree, a lemon tree. This, this place represents a smoothie and uh, needs to be protected, you know. So um, I really didn't know what happened. I mean, you know, a blackout in this day and age is like, you know, did did Trump actually defeat the deep state? And the deep state is the one that has the, you know, the the, the combination lock, uh, you know, the combination to the power grid. I mean, what is happening here? You know, so. Anyway, um, eating the neighbors was that uh, I don't know was, was that a disgusting thought or something I don't know to to eat flesh how repulsive right um, that's true my neighbors are not the least bit appetizing um, although you know with uh, a little a, a little hot sauce really can can do can do magic for almost. Uh, anything or or anyone and uh, eating the neighbors isn't that a ridiculous thought huh eating flesh that's so disgusting but why any why isn't it disgusting to eat the flesh of other species why is it disgusting that I would uh, I mean flesh is flesh right flesh is flesh wasn't that proven by, uh, I reported on this uh, years ago, there was a serial killer in Canada. Uh, serial killer in Canada. Let's see. Oh, I'm losing my place. And, but in, in the wiki, uh, yeah, here, here it is. It's uh, Robert Picton. It was Robert William Willie Picton, who was a pig farmer and a serial killer of women in Canada. And uh, let me see if I can. So, uh, looking here in the wiki on uh, Robert Willie William Willie Willie Picton, uh, it said it was revealed that Picton may have ground up human flesh and mixed it with pork uh, that he sold to the public. Uh, the province's health authority later issued a warning. Um, and uh, what does it say? Another claim was made that he fed the bodies directly to his pigs. So um, there you have, there you have it, new on the market. Uh, Human-fed pigs and a mixture of uh, killed, killed uh, many, many women in Canada. So uh, a mixture of uh, human flesh, women's flesh, and pig flesh, and nobody knew the difference. So flesh, uh, flesh is flesh. Um, so, you know, whatever those rumors are that humans taste like chicken, well, um, at, least, 
least in this case. I mean, flesh is flesh. It's so totally repulsive, you know. In this day and age, when we're when we're realizing we are so brainwashed about everything, look at the brainwashing that got you to uh, <laughs> to eat flesh. I think it's like you know normal and appetizing. It's wake up time. Wake up time. Um, doesn't doesn't seem to be too good for us it doesn't seem to oh I guess I should mention I mean this is I think this is another one of our high interest programs but really which episode of go vegan radio with Bob Linden is not high interest in this day and age and uh, today on today's program coming up we are going to evaluate uh, animal charity evaluators it seems that there is a scandal emerging. Um, there's a YouTube video out, released by Shark, showing animals uh, respect and kindness. Um, the lead investigator on, uh, on this is uh, Stuart Chaffetz, and he is going to be on today's program. Professor Francione is off this week, and uh, this is... Uh, this is amazing. This is this is what uh, should be rocking the animal rights movement, so-called animal rights movement, whatever is purporting to be the animal rights movement, whatever is being sold to us as the animal rights movement. But uh, this is, you know, animal charity evaluators right there at the recent animal rights uh, conference, so-called animal rights conference. Uh, many speakers from it, and it is associated with. Uh, a number of charities, uh, Mercy for Animals, and uh, the Humane League, and uh, Mercy for Animals, the Humane League. I'm going to leave it out right now. It'll come to me in a second. Um, well, there's animal equality also. So, and we will we will talk about all of this uh, with uh, Stu Chaffetz. Uh, coming up on uh, today's program and then next week uh, we have a whistleblower who worked for the Humane League and um, he also is reporting on um, what's happening now with animal charity evaluators so that's Harrison Nathan who will join us next week on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden you hear here, Daisy here, Daisy uh, expressing freedom of bark. There is freedom of bark on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, uh, and especially right vegan chihuahuas get the bark whenever they want, right, baby? If indeed you are chihuahua, um, who knows from a shelter and what does it matter? Um, what matters is that we go vegan. That's that's what's important. And uh, you know, why isn't that the major cause of the animal rights movement, the animal rights conference that just took place? Why is it selling us cage-free eggs you know, and uh, lab meat, humane slaughter, grass-fed, you know, all of these things, broiler welfare? Why, 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 why? The cause is vegan. Uh, the cause to save the world is vegan from climate change. I mean... When you get right down to it, 
Um, since we are told that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change, responsible for at least 51% of all human-caused greenhouse gas emissions, and that the only solution is a massive population shift to vegan, I think we need to be doing that. Um, and uh, for those of us uh, who, uh, who are, you know, fearing climate change in the future, you know, saying, gee, what, what, what do we do? What do we do? You know, well, um, the only solution before it's too late is going vegan. Alternative energy infrastructure, you say? Well, that takes at least 20 years and $35 trillion. Go get, go get $35 trillion from Donald Trump and the Democrats, uh, the, uh, those fracking Democrats, um, and uh, the Republicans. Yeah, go get $35 trillion now to pay for an alternative energy infrastructure. That will take 20 years. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We have to go vegan now. Everybody has to go vegan uh, because, whoa, the climate scientists are saying climate change is already here. Climate change's impact in the U.S., it's already here. Scientists say, Live Science has an article saying just those words and saying just these words. Dozens of scientists representing 13 federal agencies in the United States agree that climate change driven by human activity is underway and its impacts across the country are dramatic. It's here now. And remember, this is uh, the climate change caused by eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. But that's the number one cause responsible for at least 51%. Do the math. Um, so uh, it says here, the researchers cite evidence from thousands of studies in a new report recently obtained by the New York Times. But we'll believe it anyway. Um, it says, a draft of the report uh, completed this year and shared online yesterday, August 7th, by the New York Times, has been reviewed and approved by the National Academy of Sciences, but it has not yet received permission for release from the Trump administration. Oh, Donald Trump, he caused it. He caused climate change. It's all his fault. Um, and uh, it says, uh, so it hasn't, it hasn't been allowed to be released from the Trump administration members of which have uh, claimed that climate change cannot definitively be linked to greenhouse gas emissions from human activity, reported in the New York Times. Continuing here, it says, however, uh, the report presents abundant indicators of the impact of climate change on the U.S., saying that recent extreme weather events, such as hurricanes, droughts, floods, and uh, pronounced heat waves are the result of climate change. That, that almost sounds like biblical, doesn't it? It's like, uh, thou shalt not kill or hurricanes, droughts, floods, and pronounced heat waves. Okay, anyway, so it says, in addition, the report suggests with very high confidence that these episodes are likely to continue and to worsen if current warming trends continue. Uh, continue here, scroll down. It says, signs of relentless global climate change are all around us. Average land temperatures break new records each year. 
Our planet's uh, 10 hottest years in recorded history have all occurred since 1998. For now, 2016 stands as the warmest year on record, preceded by 2014 and 2015, which uh, themselves broke previous records. Sea levels are rising and oceans are becoming warmer and more acidic. Uh, glaciers are shrinking. Arctic sea ice is disappearing, and ice shelves in Antarctica are breaking up. Other than that, have a nice day. Um, and uh, am I scaring you enough? Huh? Well, that's my job. I, I, Brian Williams just said that um, on, uh, you know, uh, MSNBC and that uh, it's apparently the job of the Michi. Uh, you scare people, so. Uh, How's that for, that? If, if I could just scare you out of eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs to save the planet, it's worth it. Fear tactics are worth it. The ends justify the means. Uh, it says, if current trends of greenhouse gas emissions continue, temperatures across the U.S. will likely continue to rise with projected increases of 5 to 7.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, we don't do Celsius here. We, we're Americans. Um, okay, so uh, it says the report is part of the National Climate Assessment, a, con a uh, congressionally mandated summary of climate changes impacts on U.S. produced every four years. Scientists proved an in-depth uh, regional assessment of the most recent findings related to weather and climate uh, to reveal how climate change is affecting human welfare. The researchers found that no part of the U.S. was unaffected by climate change, according to the New York Times. Since the 1980s, extreme heat waves have become more common, and overall, there are more warm days with higher temperatures. And since the start of the 20th century, average rainfall in the U.S. has increased by approximately 4%. Uh, the researchers discovered, and temperatures in Alaska are rising twice as fast as the global average, which could have significant consequences for the U.S. due to accelerating land and sea ice melting that is driving changes in the ocean, including sea level rise threatening our coastal communities, the scientists wrote. So uh, I should I should change the sub change the subject. How about how about that Fukushima? Huh? How about that Fukushima? So, alrighty. Um, other than that, uh, that's why I say if you want to have a happy day, you turn on Radio Bobby, my new <laughs> my new twenty four seven online music radio station. It is designed with you in mind, the fearful, you the fearful. Uh, the angry, you know, the upset, the depressed. Turn on Radio Bobby, you'll feel better. I have it on in the background right now uh, because I, uh, I think I exhibit all those qualities myself. You know, just normal, just normal like any, any other normal vegan. Um, so, yeah, so Radio Bobby, uh, actually, you know, just listening to Radio Bobby, and there's just so much great music on there. I mentioned 
back uh, back when we had the blackout in November of 1965 over at Lee's house in Parkchester. There, I lived uh, near Castle Hill Avenue, where uh, you know J Lo was from that neighborhood. So anyway, so Lee, I guess he was probably the wealthiest of my friends because he bought a brand new set of Ludwig drums. You know, like at that time we were all Beatle maniacs, and. Uh, there he had the set of Ludwig with the big, you know, L-U-D-W-I-G on the front, just like Ringo. And uh, he would never let us, I, I never hit this, I was never allowed to hit the cymbal once, the snare, never, 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 never. Um, but I was allowed to hold the drumsticks. And actually at the time, we were big fans of the Young Rascals. And I'm hearing the Young Rascals, the Rascals on Radio Bobby. You never know what's, what's coming next on Radio Bobby. RadioBobby.com. Um, we were big fans of the Young Rascals, and uh, Dino Dinelli was the drummer. And basically, all we really cared about was twirling the drumsticks in our hands. And uh, I got that down pretty well because I was never allowed to bang a drum, uh, which I like doing. I think it's kind of fun. Um, and Radio Bobby is rhythmic. So here I have it on in the background. It serves so many purposes. So if you have work to do, like uh, a vegan talk show, you know, you just turn it down to a lower level, or you're doing research, or reading into, uh, you know, what uh, what the various, how the various animal organizations are betraying animals. Um, you know, just turn it down a bit. But if you're having a party, you know, turn it up full blast. Radio Bobby works that way. Um, and uh, if you're an insomniac, uh, uh, you. Meet your new best friend, Radio Bobby, RadioBobby.com. So enjoy, and uh, we will continue. As I mentioned, Stu Chaffetz coming up on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. By the way, you can support our program with a tax-deductible donation at GoVeganRadio.com. You can also subscribe via Patreon. I promise we are we are working uh, to get past technical difficulties and catching up on editing and, and putting up past shows that should have been posted uh, eons ago. Um, but I, I don't even know what an eon is. So, uh, moments ago. Uh, any moment now, coming, on the way. So, uh, all right. And, uh, yeah, so you can also find us on Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, Twitter, at Go Vegan Radio, and we have Radio Bobby pages. We have Facebook and Twitter for Radio Bobby. And, again, um, if you could, we would greatly appreciate it. Support us with a tax-deductible donation at GoVeganRadio.com, where there are hundreds of free archives. Continue now on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. And I would like to thank Evolution, Vegan Dog and Cat Food, for its support of this here talk show and Radio Bobby. 
Uh, you can call Evolution at 800-659-0104. And if you are a new customer, you get 25% off your first order. And uh, mark your calendar for the first Wednesday of the month when you order on that day by calling that phone number, 800-659-0104. You get 20% uh, off dry food, 10% off canned food, and uh, there is uh, the new um, Evolution Maximum Life uh, that uh, is uh, gluten-free, grain-free, hypoallergenic, uh, specially formulated for urinary tract health and uh, there are also formulations for specific health needs that your dog or cat may be experiencing and there are special uh, price breaks for people experiencing financial difficulty that's evolution at 800-659-0104 Daisy loves it um, okay so uh, I think the animal rights movement should be shaken to its core by an investigation that has just come to my attention and uh, on today's program we have the lead investigator uh, joining us today on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden is Stu Chaffetz and uh, he has been an investigator for shark showing animals respect and kindness for seven years and uh, welcome Stu how are you doing today I don't hear you yet Do you hear me Stuart hello hello Let me see if I can get him. I don't know what happened. Okay. No worries. I'm listening to Radio Bobby in the background. RadioBobby.com. No worries. Technical problems? No worries. Radio Bobby in the background. I'm sure it'll work that way for you, RadioBobby.com. Which is louder, the fan or Radio Bobby? Which is drowning out which? Sounds like Santana. Smooth. I'm addicted to Radio Bobby. I guess I have to admit it. Yeah. There'll be a Radio Bobby Anonymous in the future, I'm sure. Hello? Hello, Stu? Hi, Stu. Can you hear me? Yes, hi. Hi, do you hear me? It's Bob. I can. <laughs> Terrific. Hi. I hear you, too. All right. The magic of technology. Terrific. It's working. Well, great. So I'm uh, glad you're joining us here today. As I mentioned a moment ago, I feel like uh, the so-called animal rights movement or 
um, what is being sold to us as the animal rights movement should be shaken to the core by an, invest an investigation uh, that you led, uh, Stu. We're talking to Stuart Chaffetz of Shark. He's been uh, that's uh, showing animals respect and kindness investigator for seven years with Shark. And this uh, just came to my attention, Stuart. And um, tell me, what uh, what prompted you to uh, embark on an investigation of animal charity evaluators? That sounds like such a benign organization doing doing good in the world, right? Telling us, you know, what what good animal charities are out there. Uh, wh why investigate? Right. Well, you know, Shark has been around for a while now, and we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the animal rights movement. Uh, you know, Steve Handy, the president, has been doing this for 30 years. I've been doing it for just about the same amount of time, long before I even joined Shark. So someone had let us know about this group, Animal Charity Evaluators, and they had some concerns, so we decided to take a look into it. And, you know, every time... I did a little investigation, looked a little bit here or there. There was really this pattern growing that, um, in our opinion, there was something truly wrong going on. That, that while they call themselves, you know, again, it's an innocuous-sounding name, Animal Charity Evaluators, um, in the end, they were really pointing their highest recommendations and therefore the highest money to organizations associated with one person which when you look at the tens of thousands of animal groups there are in America and the world, didn't make any logic sense. Yeah, so I, I, did, I, didn't, got, I, didn't check, I didn't check for Go Vegan Radio on the list. I, I doubt that we're there, but okay. <laughs> well, we, we can talk about that list too because it's, it's um, you know, one of the things that we discovered, and, and you know, I would suggest people look at the video because they're going to get more from that than, than, than uh, you know, because there's a lot of detail, there's references. So if you go to sharkonline.org, that's our main website. You can get to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page. You, know, you can watch all this for yourself. But the main thing was is that, um, you know, and we, we, we talked to the people at ACE, you know, for short, Animal Charity Evaluators. We had many conversations. We put the, those letters online, so, you know, for full transparency, so people can see it. And we went back and forth with them for quite a while. We made recommendations because we, we felt that there was stuff truly going wrong with their organization. But the bottom line is this. If you're calling yourself an evaluator group, you can't basically be, have been created to point people to donate to just a handful of groups that you like or that, you, you know, people uh, that are related to one person who has financial incentives for those organizations. So that's why we went public, because we believe that, that – there's a lot of scam going on with this, and Shark has been committed to exposing uh, scams in the animal rights movement. And in fact, we set up a whole website called CharityCops.com, where you could also find this and other investigations we've done, because there are many people who, who are, are, are gentle and kind and want to donate to animal issues. And then there are other people out there who are taking advantage of that and pointing to either into a certain direction or producing things that make no sense that, you know, this is beyond days. But so, so we, we've really taken a stand against these groups. You know, we're an organization that fights hard. We're on the front lines. We get, you know, people shooting above our heads when we're rescuing new animals. And, and so, so we're a, a real frontline group and we really are offended when 
people put out these organizations that we believe are, are doing unethical things. Right. So, um, I mean, this sounds uh, scandalous. Scandalous. Um, and so it is you scandalous. It is. You, met, you mentioned that there's, there's one central person um, with, surrounded by a number of satellite groups, like, uh, can you mention uh, who and what? Mention who? Oh, know. yeah, that's the problem. Um, you know, look, uh, or mention yeah, whom, I guess. Whom. In, right. <laughs> there's an activist whose name is Nick Cooney. Um, and it's someone I've been aware of for many years, because I'm in New Jersey. I've been working out of New Jersey, and he was out of Philadelphia for a long time, involved with a, uh, some different organizations. And then he moved on to... Uh, he co-founded the Humane League, and he worked for Mercy for Animals, and then he co-founded this new organization called the Good Food Institute. And so all of his organizations, uh, or, or organizations that had some kind of a relationship with him, were the only ones that were chosen for the top charity position. And that's important because he's claimed that there are millions of dollars potentially going to these groups. So we're not talking small dollars and change here, $100 donations or $200. They claim that they're going to be pushing millions of dollars towards their recommended groups. So you can see already that there's something really wrong here. Now, if they had, if they had just put out the organizations being, you know, hey, look, we're an evaluator group that's only going to push you know, money to our favorite groups and that we have conflicts of interest in, well, that would have been honest. But that's not what they did. Um, and again, when you watch the video, you're going to see this detail that, you know, it, it goes beyond the fact that, um, it's just one person. It's just that, you know, they, they made a claim on GuideStar that they had reviewed over 300 organizations, which makes it sound, wow, this is, they're really reviewing all these organizations, and it's great. Well, as soon as we looked in that, we found that 117 of those were not, or, were not reviews at all. It was just the name of an organization with a website link. And then, as I was looking through those, I found that one of the organizations was a group called Ducks Unlimited, which is a pro-hunting group responsible for the slaughter of millions of animals. Now, ACE claims to be based on science. They go, hey, we're science, we're, we're you know, effective altruism, we're all great in that. But you can't claim to be scientific if you didn't have the basic intelligence to, to, to Google search the groups you're claiming that you want to review and find out that they're pro-hunting. And instead they call them, you know, I think it's Wild Animal Shelter Group or Animal Welfare. So it's serious stuff. It, it, it does, in our opinion, they did a lot of padding to make it look like they were reviewing a, a, this massive variety of groups when, in reality, it was a handful of groups that number them they had conflicts of interest in, and uh, which is problematic because you know you can't again you can't claim to be an evaluator group if you're choosing to review and promote groups that you're friendly with, that you've donated to, that you support, that used to work for, or that you have people that. Um, you know, you have some it, kind it's of laughable. It's, 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 it's laughable if it weren't so serious. You know, what, what were the groups again? You well, said so. Nick, it's Nick Cooney uh, associated with uh, which right, groups? He, Mercy for Animals, the Humane League, and the Good Food Institute. Um, these are all organizations he had. When there was another group that uh, called uh, Animal Equality, that the the co-founder of that group published uh, Mr. Cooney's book internationally. You know, and when we brought these things up to Ace. Uh, you know, we had during our conversations with them. They said, well, you know, that's not a relationship. But look, if I had a, if somebody publishing your book in different countries around the world, that is potentially a profitable financial relationship. You can't 
You can't just then, you know, ignore the fact that there are all these conflicts everywhere. And I think, you know, they, you know, we can't reach into their minds, and I can't tell you what they were thinking. But it does appear, based on what I'm seeing, in my opinion, that it looks like this organization was created to funnel money to certain pre-selected groups. And that's really problematic because if you're a member of the public, if you're someone who goes, I love animals and I want to support groups, and you think, if you believe that this ACE is producing objective reviews based on all the groups out there, then I believe that, that potentially that represents consumer fraud because you're not really getting the truth of it. And, and that's amazing. really bad. And there are, there are other... There are other really negative places that I believe this is going, which I, and I believe this is dangerous. It may not seem dangerous, it may seem innocuous, but there's two reasons why I think it's dangerous. The first is that, again, if you're misleading or deceiving people into donating only to your favorite groups that you have a relationship but, with. Yeah, not just well, favorite, you're I mean, there, there the might be a financial relationship, right? You're saying that it's not just favorite Some groups, of them are, yeah. Right, so... Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, I, you know, and, and again, we've outlined... Uh, well, it's isn't he he's a vice president? If he's a vice president with Mercy for Animals and recommending Mercy for Animals, I don't, I don't know. Well, it's, 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 well I guess that we, we should uh, we should clarify because I, I honestly don't want to wind up misleading people. So, Nick, you know, we uh, their ACE has a board of directors and uh, it's got a group of people working for them, and they claim for the longest time during our conversations that Mr. Cooney had no position with. Ace itself. Well, as I was putting the video together, um, because again I kept finding new things and more things, I discovered that he actually holds a he does hold a position on one of their oversight committees uh, that gives out funding to different groups. So, um, you know, I, I can't was tell it, you. Wasn't that an animal research I don't know that too? Was that an animal research committee? Uh, was that what? It is animal advocacy research. I don't. I quite frankly yeah. I don't remember the full name. It is in the video, so you can right. you can you know you can fact check me by by looking at the video. But but so, well, so, I'm, so I'm, I just I'm want concerned to also. Does, does that does that finance uh, vivisection? Because I, I'm actually seeing uh, this organization called the Open Philanthropy Project, which we can uh, you know speak of uh, you know look at in a bit here. But um, it it seems to be putting money into. Um, animal research, universities, broiler research, and it seems that some of these groups that get the top award are, are getting money from the Open Philanthropy Project to promote uh, broiler, uh, you know, broiler welfare. But you know, I, I, I right. apparently I wasn't I wasn't asked to be on the advisory committee for who who the best groups might be because all of these groups um, support cage-free eggs. I mean. I, I find it astonishing that the top groups who are getting paid millions of dollars to promote cage-free eggs by the Open Philanthropy Project would be the top groups. I mean, when, when they're advocating, when everybody for whom they advocate will be killed, you know, I mean, like, whoa, right, right. You know, what, well, what's going me, on? You know, that was the, um, I had mentioned there were two dangerous things about this whole thing. So the second one is exactly what you said. You know, I had a friend who sent me this flyer from Whole Foods and is promoting steaks, but it's animal welfare rated steaks that are on sale. And so I think that when, you know, and there are a number of groups out there beyond ACE, and, you know, I think potentially including them, 
some of the groups they want to review and some of the positions that I, that I think that they will move towards. Uh, and as you mentioned, that, that they're moving towards this thing, well, we can stop suffering by ch- changing this or changing that. In the end, it's all going to be a trail of tears because this is what it becomes. You will, all the work that you think you're saving animals is going to become an advertisement. You're going to wind up being animal welfare rated dead cows, murdered cows, whatever you want to think about it, cruelty, slaughtered cows. That's the bottom line of all this stuff. So it's, it's a path that uh, is really paved to hell with good intentions because they may think that they're doing something that's going to go, you know, we're going to help save animals, but I believe in the end, because a lot of their science doesn't even make sense, and a lot of their thoughts don't make sense about, again, oh, let's promote, if we pro- promote a certain type of killing, that's going to stop killing? No, you're promoting killing, and I think this is the path it leads to. I, I do want to make one quick correction here because I, I, I do want to be fair to them. So um, Nick Cooney is, um, while he is on the oversight committee for their, their research project, uh, which gives out money for, for groups to do research. I don't believe any of it is vivisection. But, it, I mean, it's kind of like useless research, in my opinion. But, you know, we don't know if he's making the, the decisions well, well, on choosing I've, I've his been, own groups, looking, but he does have relationships that, would, you know, I've, are, are I've problematic. Been, I've, I've been looking at where some of the money is going from the Open Philanthropy Project, and, you know, right. they're, they're looking into, they're trying to... Uh, you know, there's a big problem with uh, cage-free hens. Most of them have broken legs, so they're uh, going to be doing research into, you know, broken leg research. Like, how how, how is that not vivisection or animal research? You know, I mean, I, I don't, you know. I mean, right. Uh, right. So. And, the, and, and the, you know, you bring up a, an interesting point with the Open Philanthropy Project, which is this different, different organization, but they love the concept of effective altruism. And the, the concept of what? altruism. What, what did you say? The concept effective of effective altruism. Okay, you'll have to explain that to us. Right, right. So, and we mentioned this briefly in the video, but effective altruism is this new movement that suggests it's you know you want to support the best organizations that do the most with the money you give to them, and that makes sense in a lot of different areas. It doesn't make any sense in the animal rights movement because. You can never figure out how many, how many animals you save. Um, you know, if you think that somehow, you know, you, you could save more chickens than cows, well, you're not taking into account the fact when they kill cows, they're killing coyotes, they're going to kill horses because they're using the same land. What about all the mice that get killed? So you can never, all the science is basically nonsense, in my opinion, because you will never be able to figure out dollar per animal saved. It's, it's, it's impossible. And I would challenge... I would debate any, anyone from ACE or any of these groups on it. And the effect of altruism thing is you've got a lot of tech billionaires, people with a lot of money who love that concept. And that's why they gave, as we mentioned in the video, they gave ACE $500,000 at the same time that they wrote that, they used, that ACE was using bad science and bad data, uh, you know, ineffective. You can get the exact quotes from the, from the video, which was stunning. But because there is this, this, unlogical and unreasonable desire and love of effective altruism, um, so much money is being wasted and so many, you know, and there are a lot of uh, enablers out there. I I would single out Peter Singer, who's on an advisory board for animal charity evaluators. You know, we reached out to him showing all these deceptive things going on and untruths. 
and he has this thing on his website saying he took the pro-truth pledge, and in the end he said basically that he didn't care, he was fine with what Ace was doing. So people are so enthralled by this concept of being effective and saving dollar per animal lives that they're ignoring the truth. And they're, they're, they're really, in my opinion, sacrificing their name and honor, like people like Peter Singer, who are enabling these people by saying, yeah, it's a great concept, so we're going to ignore the, uh, you know, the deception when you put on Godstar, you know, it's wrong information, or when you, when you claim that a pro-hunting group is, is actually uh, animal welfare. You know, I, uh, in my opinion, what, what he's done is very damaging. I think what Ace is doing is very damaging, and we'll be talking about this in the future. But, you know, my, my, my hope is that people out there will think about where they put their money. And my suggestion is ignore animal charity evaluators. Ignore all these other people. If you're working with some local group, give it to them, because that's where all the work is getting done. All these yeah. studies and everything else that Ace claims is going to help animals, it's not doing anything. It's, in my opinion, they're, they're basically worthless. And, and, don't, and don't forget Go Vegan Radio. Don't, don't forget uh, donating to Go Vegan Radio, which has not yet uh, been investigated by Shark. Uh, maybe, maybe may, we can start that investigation right, right now, right here on the. I air. think I have a conflict. I know, except I, I think I now have a conflict of interest because I'm on your show. So I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to wind up in somebody else's you, video thing. He was on the show and then he promoted them. We we are the low budget grassroots send in the postcard because you get less than fifty thousand dollars in donations because all the money is going to promote cage free eggs um, like we mentioned those groups and by the way the Good Food Institute that is a wash in biotech um, lab meat I guess they're trying to call it clean meat to to make it more appealing so you know that that's that's meat from animals derived from animals there will be donor animals people will be eating panda meat and all sorts of exotic new meat because of lab meat so we, we have an animal rights movement that's picking out the best groups and they're promoting eating eggs eggs and meat so you know like how did that happen you know like could, could a vegan organization get in there <laughs> right and this is much bigger than AIDS because we've seen that you know when I, when I saw this animal welfare rated steak that you know is on sale and all these, you know, and I looked it up to see what groups were supporting it. There were people I'd known for years on that who said, you know, it's supposedly fighting for animals and on these different groups that are supporting it. So they think they're really smart. These people think, hey, we got a great idea. If we somehow make, you know, stop, we, we can stop suffering by doing this and that. But in the end, the businesses that they're working with are so much more smarter than they are. Um, they've been doing this for a long time, and they're in the business of selling dead animals and, again, all the hard work that some people involved in this are going to do is going to become an advertisement. And, we're helping them figure out um, how, chick how hens don't have to have broken legs anymore, which will make the carcasses more profitable. I mean, we're, we're kind of doing their work for them, you know, in a sense. And, uh, right. by the way, and, I, and, and I listen... I'll... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I, I'm just going to say... Um, you know, I, I, there, there are a bunch of things we want people to, you know, take away from this. And the reason why we're exposing this is because it's important. Again, like, if you go to charitycops.com, you'll see other scams that we've sold. People raising money, like, you know, uh, to, to say we're going to fly drones, we're going to buy all this big drone fleet, and then the money never goes anywhere. People, we don't want people to get ripped off. We want people to make smart decisions. 
And, and, and that really means you have to look at everyone, including us. Look at everybody with a sharp eye. See what they're really doing. Are they talking about doing things? Are they sitting in the office, putting together numbers, putting out studies that no one's going to see? Are they out there rescuing animals? Are they saving animals? Are they, are they even just, you know, talking to friends and neighbors and, and doing what they can to make this a better world? Because those are the groups that, you know, you know, look, I've been involved with this for almost 30 years. I've seen fads come and go. During the 90s, there were a number of them. They all collapsed. Eventually, they all collapsed under their own weight. In my opinion, I believe what ACE is doing and these other groups are doing will eventually collapse because if it's five years from now and all this research they're doing and all this other stuff leads to only more suffering or no less suffering or more animals being killed, people are going to say, okay, now I see it. Well, I, I, I think, that I think it distracts really from here. a vegan message. I think it distracts from a vegan message, is, which is really, really what the world need, what what the animals need. Because I mean, like we save them by no demand for them. You know, I mean, so it's like if we right. keep creating and, new, we create we create new cottage industries. You know, like cage-free eggs, and the farmers get higher prices. And um, you know, we have right. meatless Mondays, which are the highest. Uh, uh, you know, the egg industry thanks Meatless Mondays for its highest sales in 30 years. You know, so to me, we need a vegan message because that's also what the world's top climate specialists say is the only way to save us from climate right. change, a massive shift to, to vegan. So, you know, we're being so distracted and, and, here. Right. And, you know, there's been this, a lot of stuff lately um, from different people saying, well, you know, you can't convince people to be vegan, which you can't. You can't convince anybody to do anything. And what you can do is try. Because, you see, people look at you. If they see that you believe in something and that it's right, then they might think about it and make some changes in their lives. If they say you say, well, you can eat, you know, it's okay to eat, you know, animal welfare-rated cows that are slaughtered anyway, then they're going to go, you know, this guy doesn't have any moral base. So why should I believe what he's saying? You know, the, the way that we have an effect is, is the people that we, you know, in our lives that we influence. Now, when I got married in 2001, my nephew went vegetarian because he saw it and he saw me being vegan and all this stuff, so he's still a vegetarian today. People who, you know, who are, who are going to make these changes, it's on, based on personal relationships. And that's why a lot of the science that I believe ACE puts out is, is, is worthless because they're trying to figure out, well, things like, well, if you hand out X amount of flyers, so many people will turn vegan. But that's not how life works. Um, or how again, many flyers about the and, people, and how many animals are saved. I think they were saying that too, right? That yeah. X amount of flyers yeah, saves I, how many animals, right? I mean, come on. And I will, I, I, absolutely, and I will challenge anyone on that. I will challenge any from ACE or any of these other organizations. If you think that you can somehow come up with a number uh, donated to animal saved uh, based on uh, any of the little things you're doing, I, I will challenge them anywhere, anytime, any place because... It, it, it's nonsense. You, it's impossible. These are not these are not mathematical equations. You're dealing with human lives and people's lives and animal lives. And you know, are they not counting? The, you know, again, like the mice that are running around who might get killed, uh, you know, ground up in the wheat for the for the cows and or, or the other things. It's all it's all a big uh, disaster when they try to tell people, yeah, you you know, we we got the magical equation that you can, if you donate money to our favorite groups here, that you will save X amount of lives. It's all, uh, I, again, in my opinion, it's all absolute nonsense. And I think it's destructive 
because when those people realize, hey, I gave thousands of dollars and lives weren't saved or, or something, then, then they're going to give up. So, and you I know, think, we got to keep uh, true the, to what we believe in. I think the Open Philanthropy Project may be using ACE as uh, one of its rationales for the donations it's making, you know, in this little, uh, you know, this, this little closed uh, system here, you know, the uh, Lewis, right. I mean, it, Lewis Ballard uh, of uh, uh, Open Philanthropy Project works for the Humane Society of the United States, by the way, don't give to HSUS if you think you're giving to puppies and kittens. Now, there's a great deception just in right. that name, and you do have to donate to local shelters if you really want to help there. But, wow, what a rip-off that organization is. Right. But, I, I, and, and, you know, and the, the, I'm sorry. I, I yeah. The bottom line with that is, is that, is that again, you know, if, if groups are out there and, they, and they've got millions of dollars in the bank and they aren't really doing anything, please don't give to them. If they're doing the wrong thing, you know, right. what's amazing about this is Mercy for Animals used to have on its website, well, actually, all of these groups, uh, most of them partnered with the uh, United Egg Producers a few years ago, reversed their positions on uh, enriched battery cages, and then suddenly all campaigned for them, and now uh, Mercy for Animals had it on its website how, how terrible cage-free eggs were. It said, don't believe the egg industry hype. And now it promotes cage-free eggs, so it is the egg industry hype, and it's also like the top animal charity. <laughs> What's wrong with this picture, right? So, right. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and, and you know, the funny thing is, is that you know, the video that we put out on animal charity evaluators, we, we may still we play it on this show. We, we may play it later in the program so people can hear it, I guess. That might be. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. And again, you can go to sharkonline.org. From there, you can reach our YouTube channel or, or YouTube slash sharkonline.org, um, you know, to, to find all our stuff and the other issues we're working on. You know, because we do a, you know, shark is really, uh, the, the, you know, my, I'm, not, I'm biased here, so I feel like I... But we are really one of the hardest working groups out there. Um, you know, we're trying to be wherever we can. We use technology. We use, you know, we were the first group to use drones to really fight animal cruelty while other groups pretended to do so after us. And we use, you know, our, our video of pigeon shoots and, and rodeos has really changed the nature of, of how we fight these things because we bring the cruelty from where it's happening we put it on our YouTube channel where people from around the world and tens of millions of people see these videos from our channel, and, and we believe that's how you do it. It's not about sitting in, you know, sitting in a desk somewhere thinking about, um, okay, well, let's figure out a mathematical equation that's going to do this and that, which means nothing. It's about saying animals need us, we will help them, and we will put ourselves there on the front lines to get the job done. And there are many people doing that, and they're the ones around the world and in, in our country and in, in our towns and local, the people who are putting themselves on the line that really need the support, not these, not these what I consider to be a phony evaluation group putting, you know, to, to people that they personally like, where they have some kind of a conflict. They, 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 they now strike me as animal betrayal specialists with, with their behavior or, 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 you know, meat, dairy, fish, and egg industry operatives uh, at this point. Um, I guess I should point out that Go Vegan Radio uh, uses technology also as the first vegan radio program in America. So you can donate here again before Shark uh, investigates Go Vegan Radio. Donate. There's a donate button at goveganradio.com. Next week uh, we're going to have um, 
Harrison Nathan on the program. Uh, for some reason, I misheard uh, uh, your, your video and thought that he worked for ACE and was a whistleblower. I guess that he was actually a volunteer for the Humane League and then quit and has been writing about this subject extensively. I mean, and he's, he's just outright saying, you know, that, that the uh, research has been, you know, manipulated. That, uh, you know, I mean, it's just really... It, 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 it seems, it seems right. like and, a public relations nightmare. And I, I, by the way, I have invited, uh, you know, the principals in this, Nick Cooney, uh, you mentioned Peter Singer, uh, it's uh, John Bachman and Jonas uh, Muller, is it, uh, also from uh, yeah. Animal Charity Evaluators. I invited them. So, so we have Harrison Nathan on next week's program. The week after that, I've left it open for any or all of them uh, to respond to these accusations, which I, I think are bone-chilling, scandalous, to tell you the truth. Right, and and, and I, I mean, I, uh, you know, if they want to debate on your show or anywhere else, I am a hundred percent into it because, again, the things. If you watch this video, there's so many disturbing things we found out, and it's really an important issue because I don't want to see, again, five years from now, millions of dollars being pushed only to certain groups other groups suffering that are doing the real work um, and, and, you know, turning to this this point of where, you know, again, people think that you can write reports about what to, to be and how to be an activist, but nobody's being an activist. Uh, and I think that's incredibly dangerous. I we, think we, applaud, we applaud every time a new corporation agrees to carry cage-free eggs in 10 years. That's what the movement has become. Right. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's right. like... And, uh, you know, and look, Go ahead. No, no, I'm just going to take on that point. There has been created an industry inside the, the so-called animal rights movement, and I guess i got to put it like that because I don't believe a lot of what being put out there is animal rights or animal protection, whatever you want to call it. Animal welfare because, well, you know... Or, whatever, again, you, or, whatever, you, or whatever you don't want to call it, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. Right. There is a new industry where, again, uh, when, when ACE gets $500,000 from Open Philanthropy Project, uh, if, if Open Philanthropy really wanted to do something with that money, if they had taken $10,000 and given it to one local group in each state of the country, uh, they would have done enormous, beautiful work that would have saved a lot of lives. But I think the fact that it's going well, to ace, uh, I have, in I my have opinion, to, is a waste of money. Stu, I, I have to, I don't know if you heard, uh, there's an interview with Lewis Bollard on an episode of Our Hen House. Have you ever heard that? I, I have not seen that. I'm familiar with them, but I've not seen that. Episode. Okay, I, I have to direct you to that. It is hilarious in the sense that um, he is talking about how much he really doesn't know about what he's doing. I mean, time after time, he says, "Well, I don't know," and and he keeps getting um, like applauded for. Well, how, you know, that's so refreshing that somebody admits to not knowing what he's doing. And, and now he's really proving it, you know, but with millions of dollars. I mean, you, you realize Mercy for Animals has gotten $3 million at least, uh, Humane League $3 million, Humane Society of the U.S. at least $3 million, uh, Compassion Over Killing 500000 to promote uh, broiler welfare. I mean, you know, this is massive money where, you know, get... get if Go Vegan Radio had any small percentage of what the robber barons are taking, taking, you know, I mean, because 
look at what we've done. We've been on for 16 years. We produce events like a World Vegan Summit and Expo. I mean, there's so much that could be done right. for the vegan cause, too. There's never been a vegan movement. And, you know, we're the vegans for a vegan movement. We, we run from the word vegan. You know, well, you know that's, that's what I celebrate, right. you know, myself. Uh, every, right. Every well, I, I, so. I guess I should... Uh... I guess I should throw out my vegan credentials here just in case people are wondering. So I've been vegan since January 1st of 1990, um, when I was uh, in my early 20s. So it is and, something and that, you know, back happen? then... How did that happen? So, yeah. Well, it's complicated, but it started when I was in college at Trenton State in New Jersey, and I took in a dog off the street, and she had been really badly abused. And I saw through her, and again, this was before the Internet. This is, I, mean, I just turned 50. So, so this was a long, long time ago, uh, you know, 27 years ago. And, but, but when I looked in her eyes, I, something just connected that if I loved this dog, this beautiful little dog, how could I want to hurt a cow? I mean, there's no difference. They have the same eyes. And then I, and I began to really change when I became a, a vegetarian. Then a year later, I was in, I, I took my last semester of college in England. I fought against fox hunts in England when they were still legal, and I, I, learned about, I learned about being vegan from other people. You know, not from, you know, some, some group or anything, but just from being around people. And then, uh, you know, I decided I, I, decided I was going to do, uh, I wanted to dedicate my life to, to, to saving animals, and I said, I got to be a vegan then. And it was the best decision of my life. I mean, every good thing in my life has come from that. My son, my family, you know, um, uh, you know, even my career in the sense, in sense that it gave me the strength to really strive and be who I wanted to be. So the message I tell the people out there is that if you want to make a difference in this world, don't worry. You know, you, you can't save everybody. But in your own life, you can make enormous changes that save animal lives and that you will start to affect the people around you and they do it. And that's how it works. It's not these ridiculous studies on handing out leaflets and so many people can turn vegan. That's all garbage and nonsense. The truth is, is that on a personal level, the decisions you make to make this world a better place will save lives. And, if, and, and the more that, and, you know, as this grows exponentially, that's how things change. And it's hard and it's slow sometimes, but life is not fair and easy. And if we're going to be the people standing up and speaking out for animals, we can't destroy our morality by promoting killing of certain animals over other animals. Or we can't say, it's, it, you know, you can't still say that animal welfare-rated steak is okay. you got to say, I believe it's wrong. I believe animals are, are unique living beings who deserve our protection. And that's, that's where I'm staking my, my morality and my honor on. Right on, brother. There you have it. And I think, you know, most vegans feel like it is the best decision uh, that they've ever made. I certainly feel that. It's, you know, it defines my life. I'm vegan now 33 years, and, and we're all unexpected vegans. You know, we all grew up eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, and had to have that awakening. I was in college and cooking chicken one night and saw the body and said, oh, I can't believe this. You know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't participate in the violence anymore. So, uh, right. It is, I mean, uh, I, I mean yeah. it, it, it... I'll tell you just a funny story about that. You know, the unexpected of it. The first date I ever went on to when I was a young kid, I uh, I went out with a vegetarian and I ordered veal. So, you know, to go from that, and then you know, a bunch of years later, 
to, to dedicating my life to being vegan shows that, you know, maybe she planted some, some thought in my head that stayed there, you know, and, and helped me on my own path. So, yeah, unexpected change is exactly what it's all about. And, you know, Steve Hindy, our president, used to be a, a shark hunter. And now I've seen him get, you know, uh, somebody put a gun in his stomach, got a pigeon shoot. You know, a, a pigeon shoot supporter did that to him. And, and, and you know, people shooting over our heads. So, so any person is capable of, of amazing change in their life, but it doesn't happen through this ridiculous, you know, not, someone's not going to put out a research paper from A saying, hey, this is how you, this is the exact mathematical equation that someone thinks you can change your life. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't and, and, work And write like a check that. to one of those groups and, uh, you know, right. what do you get? So, yeah. It's all about personal relationships, being out there, and believing, and, and you know, Morality and honor comes from believing in what you think is the right thing to do. And if when you see animals being hurt, if you believe that, that, that chickens and cows don't deserve to be mercilessly slaughtered, then don't pick them against each other and say, well, you know, eat a couple more cows instead of some chickens, which some people are suggesting. I know. You that's know, that's, the, that's, the latest, that's the latest wacky craze from this uh, sold-out animal rights movement. Eat eat cows instead of chickens so you'll kill fewer animals right. you know i don't understand why it wasn't like eat shrimp uh, instead of chickens then right because then well and, and it's, it's amazing that the littlest animals how you know get forgotten in all this nobody you're right i mean if you really wanted to do it there's a group called fish Field in maryland that we work with um we, you know we actually just a quick so people know we actually were fighting against uh the, the counter's way killing contest and our video actually helped to spur a law that, that put a moratorium on these killing contests. So you can be effective when you go out there. There's things you can do to save lives. But the point was is that if you really care about saving lives, you just focus on the fish industry, you know, fishing and, and all that stuff. And people like Ace, they make excuses. Well, no, you know, you, you know blah, 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 this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, you know, stuff that doesn't hold up under logical weight. But that's where you would go because there are more fish killed than anything. Right. And, and now, um, now the, you know, the, open philanthropy, the Open Philanthropy Project is funding uh, fish uh, welfare research. So, of course, we'll have the uh, animal rights stamp of approval on certain happy fish, um, you know, the, the sustainable fish. I mean, you know, none of which exists. And, of course, you know, I mean, right. fish, fish have feelings, too. And I notice, you know... They have eyes also, like you mentioned, the cow and the dog, and, right. you know, we all, you know, so uh, let's just all go vegan and live happily ever after, right. what can I tell you? <laughs> and, feel, and you know what, if, if you feel, if you put yourself out and say, you know, I'm a vegan because I don't want to kill animals, that's all you have to say. <laughs> it's really, it's as simple as that. You don't have to say, well, you know, either eat a couple more cows instead of eating chicken, or, you know, eat these you know, animal welfare rated Animals, which is just a disgusting, uh, disgusting or, or I'll just eat meat on weekends now. Reducitarian, maybe I'll just eat meat on weekends. Or uh, this guy, the reducitarian guy, uh, Brian Cateman, who spoke at the Animal Rights Conference, his big line is, "You can change the world by eating a smaller steak." I mean, what what have we become here? So uh, we, well, we need and, an and, investigation. And, you know, and, and and to sum all that up, it's it's, it's a simple, simple thought. If you don't believe in the morality of what you're doing, no one else will. And that's, and that's why I think all these groups of people, beyond Ace again, but including them, 
is that when you start to make sacrifices, when you start to, uh, you know, put your ethics to the side a little bit, um, you're you're creating a situation where who's going to believe you? Who you know when you know who's going to follow what you're saying if you don't believe in it? And I, you know, again, I've been doing this for thirty years now, almost thirty years. I've seen fads come and go. I believe what animal charity evaluators and effective altruism is, is just the latest fad. I hope it will collapse, but it's not going to collapse unless people speak out. So if you're asking why is a group like Shark doing this in addition to all the good work we do to saving animal lives, all the sacrifices we make, it's because it's incredibly important that these things that we believe will potentially hurt animals do not just get washed away or saying, oh, you can't, you can't be a disruptor, you can't talk about another group. Yes, you can. If somebody is doing something wrong, it is, it is our oblig- you know, we must do it. It, it is our moral uh, stance that we need to speak out against this and then let the public decide. You know, you can watch that video. Some people think it's great. Again, Peter Singer, who swore a pro-truth pledge, was just fine with what they were doing. I mean, you know, he said he, he thought it was good. I don't know how you can you can you can uh, balance that. I mean, I think that it's, it's but it, it's emblematic of the problem where people are, um, you know, unfortunately, doing things that I personally, in my opinion, are not ethical and are going to cause more harm to animals in the long run. And that's why we got to speak out. And you know, Shark will be here ten years from now. You know, twenty years as long as we you know, as long as we're alive and we we've got energy, we're going to keep fighting. And um, unfortunately, we just don't want to see all this time and effort wasted and people eventually become distraught over the fact that, that in the end, like this other, you know, this other movement to make humane killing, you're just going to wind up killing animals and, or hurting animals in one form or the other. And, and it's really robbing a movement of uh, activists who could be doing the right thing. I mean, it's a, a distraction and taking people in the wrong direction, I mean, you know, to, to, right. to really care about and animals why, and, and come into a movement and campaign for cage-free eggs. I mean, that's really, really wrong, really immoral. Right, right. So. And, and, and that's why it's incumbent upon every person listening. And, every, you know, that's why we put it at the end of our video as well. You need to take responsibility for yourself in the sense that don't listen to anybody. <laughs> don't listen to us, don't listen to A. But make up your own mind. If you see a group that that's really helping but, animals, but wait, wait at least till the end of the show. Wait, wait at least till the end of the show to not listen to us. Okay. That's it. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. No, go no, it's ahead. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, no, nobody's I, nobody's okay. listening now anyway. So go ahead. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure they uh, but anyway, so that's the point, is that, you know, you've no, got to be skeptical. aware that be, be skeptical, be skeptical, be ask skeptical. questions. Who appointed these people the leaders of the animal rights movement? Who actually appointed them the animal rights movement? You know, that, that, you know, I mean, it seems like, I guess some people could have some money together and have a business model and say, you know, we want to make money off of animals. How can we do it? And others, you know, like... Like I do, it's like I gotta help the animals, even if they don't have a dollar. You know what I mean? So it's uh, right, and that, and that's why we create. That's why we 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 created CharityCops.com because there are uh, different things. You know, not just Ace. There are other ones out there where people. Uh, there's a group called Six Hundred Million uh, uh, Dogs. Uh, sorry, I can't remember the exact name right now. Uh, but that that had a lot of problems that we exposed. Um, 
there was another Alex, guy named Will Cotter who had drone are saying, situations. Are you saying Alex Pacheco? Or are you were saying Alex? Yeah, Pacheco? yeah. Well, we we put out a video on him. I, it's, I'm not. I'm sorry. I don't need to think like I'm, I'm holding back or anything. Uh, but yes, yeah, right. So we put out a video on him. We put out a video on Will Cotter, who raised a lot of money for drones, and yet there didn't seem to be anything actually happening with that money. Like the money just didn't seem to go. What are you saying? Will Potter? So we put ourselves you're out saying, there. Are you saying Will Potter? Yes, the uh, the guy who raised a lot of money on drones. Ah, okay. You can find those videos on our. He was green as the new red, or something like that, right? The same Will Potter, right? Who, who spoke right. up? Who spoke up on behalf of HSUS and said, you know, animal advocates who speak against other groups are, are doing the work of animal exploiters, and I, I took great issue to that. I, you know. With, uh, with Will Potter. Right. So, who else? Who so, else? Anybody, we, you know, we, anybody else on the list? This is great gossip for me. Now I have to go look at the videos, apparently. <laughs> you go to adult, look, go to charitycops.com, look at our videos. You can go to our YouTube channel, again, YouTube slash ArcOnline.org. You'll be able to find all these things. And by the way, what you're really going to find on our website are an enormous amount of videos of the work we've done to save lives. Because I don't want people to think that this is our, uh, you know, our main focus. It really isn't. Like, for instance, today, uh, we released a video on um, because we've been fighting United States Senator Jim Inhofe, a very radical right-wing re Republican who holds live pitch-and-shoot fundraisers. And we got a we got a tip in 2014 that one of his Republican donors sent out because he was this, this Republican donor was horrified that Inhofe was shooting pigeons, and so he sent out an anonymous tip to many different groups. But Shark was the only one who sent somebody to the, the event undercover, and that was me, and I had to pay my own way to get in because it was a, uh, it was a, uh, a fundraiser, a political fundraiser, so, so you know, you can't, the group couldn't pay for it. But, you know, and we, 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 we uncovered the horror of these pigeon shoots. We just announced that the, the, uh, one of the guys got found for violating federal law for holding it, which is a victory. So we are out there saving lives. We're fighting the good fight, but we also believe it's important to expose what we, in our opinion, is corruption and shams in the animal movement. Mm -hmm. And I, I would love for all those people who uh, are upset by uh, pigeon shoots to be upset by chicken eating, too. <laughs> you know, it would be great to uh, put uh, two and two together here. So, you know, it's like, hey, we're right. against the pigeon you know, shoot and then go home and eat chickens, right? But you know what, though? I think, I think everything, remember, everyone has their own personal journey. Except you and I, uh, we had our own personal journeys that, that maybe one person, you know, put us on a trail and it took years to get there. And I think that's what it is all about. I think it's all about leading and, and showing people and then helping them on their personal journey to get to that place and, and, where they're going to become a vegan. And pushing or them do something on their else. personal journey. Pushing them, like stepping right. on the gas pedal, <laughs> accelerating. Right. Yeah. Well, terrific. yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, uh, but we don't want to do is we, we don't want to support groups that, that, that are not being honest and that are, again, in our opinion, misleading the public into donating to, you know, not, not like, hey, not, not necessarily the best groups out there, but the groups that they've pre-selected to support, and therefore all the good groups out there um, are not, you know, not get the same amount of support. And again, we're talking millions, you know, in our own words, potentially millions of dollars in donations being pushed to this group, you know, their, their favorite groups, 
And I, you know, that raises serious questions also. What happens in the future when, if you want to, if you, if you're a group and you want money and you want to get raided by ACE, well, then you may have to conform to their will to do what they want you to do in order to get a rating and get money. And that destroys independence and creativity. Um, you know, if you, you know, if they think they know the only way that's right, and and they're going to say, yeah, you want to, not that this has happened yet, but potentially that you have to conform to what they want, and that's completely destructive to the movement. You know, we're not against anyone who saves lives. If you're doing a good job, if you're not cheating people, if you're being honest, I don't care what part, whether you're you're fighting against fish eating or rescuing dogs, if you're honest and committed and you're doing the right thing, you know, we, we think that's amazing and wonderful. What we don't think is good is people who aren't doing work, who are who are, who are hoarding millions and millions of dollars, hoarding. and um, the hoarding. animals are suffering because of that. They're hoarding the money. HSUS has $200 million in the bank. It's part of an international livestock federation. What What's going on here? I, I think, you know, it's the robber barons who have, who've, you know, taken all the money away from... Uh, the good that it can do, and like you're saying, this is this is uh, uh, taking millions of dollars away from the cause. So uh, maybe right. we'll uh, wake up people here with uh, with this scandal. You know. So. Well, and so, I hope so. And look, that's what we can do. We, we all that Shark can do is just try to you know we, we investigate we, we investigate animal killers and people in the animal movement that we believe are not doing the right thing. And we put the information out, and it's up to you. You make it to it. No, it, you know, we can't force anybody to do anything. We're just saying, please look. If you're thinking about getting involved with donating to ACE or, or these other groups, just watch this video. And then make up your own mind. Or maybe look into it yourself. Do you think there's something wrong here? Oh, when, and also, on, on, the, on the, group, the ACE uh, donation page, I, I think it gives you a choice to donate 10% to ACE there, too, uh, right? So, okay. Right, because what happens is, is that, um, you know, based on what we know, when you make a donation through them, they take the money and then they distribute it to the other groups. So, like, they collect the money and then they re-gift it, based on what we know. So, um, which is slightly of concern, although we don't have any evidence or anything at this point, but, you know, it, it, it's, um, oh, you can give them a cut of it. You can give them the, whatever, is it 10% or something that they, yeah, they think, you know, that you can go through. But again, I'm saying to people, that, you know, I think if, if you watch this video and if you just, and then, you know, you read all the ACE stuff and, and then watch the video, make your own mind up. I believe that, that there's just enough evidence out there that something is wrong here and that, you know, there's a real concern here and that you can't have conflicts of interest with people with organizations that they're then endorsing and funneling money through. I, I think that's wrong. That's, uh... Yes, so the, the, the appearance of impropriety uh, is astounding here. So, well, right. I think uh, we're just about out of time now, Stu. We've been talking to Stu Chaffetz and Shark, and I think what we'll do is, uh, I think we'll play that video now as, uh, as we uh, bid a fond farewell. Um, and uh, I don't you know, any anything, I, it seems like we've been on for a while, but anything you miss saying or... Are we are we done? No, I, I and, and you might come back in a couple of weeks, and, and if uh, any of the accused accept their invitation to be on that show. Right. I, I, and you know, I, again, we we want to be clear. We are not afraid to say this to the face. I, you know, we had a Skype video call with these people. I said many of these same things to them, 
uh, about our problems with their group. So I absolutely uh, would, you know, I would, I would debate them, Peter Singer, John Bachman, any of the people from that group. Um, I'd say if they believe they're doing the right thing, then, then let's debate it publicly. You know, stand up for what you believe in. I believe what I did was the right thing. If you believe in it too, I want to thank you guys uh, for having us on. It was a real pleasure, and we appreciate it. And again, if anyone wants to see the video or other stuff, please go to sharkonline.org. And um, while I can't endorse your own personal fundraising, I wish you luck with it. <laughs> I don't want to create a conflict of interest here, but I hope it all works well, out. Now that you bring it up, it is uh, go to goveganradio.com, and there's a donate button, and you can also uh, subscribe to Patreon. So, right. uh, and you and you did not just endorse that, but uh, apparently I did. I did not. Yeah, I did. And you're so, allowed to, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. Oh, it's, hey, it's check, check, about out my, check out my new online 24-7 uh, music station. It's RadioBobby.com. Uh, it's good to lower your blood pressure a little bit with really great music, uh, you know, with everything going on. So uh, I think it's uh, pretty pretty enjoyable. So I've, uh, I've put that on uh, online, RadioBobby.com, and you'll never hear a commercial for meat, dairy, fish, eggs. Feather, leathers, fur, wool, silk, you know, anything of using uh, or using animals. So, uh, RadioBobby.com, uh, your new favorite music station. I know you can't endorse it yet because you haven't listened, but I expect a shark right. video on how great RadioBobby.com is. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I have to check with our ethics people about that, but it sounds <laughs> a little coach concerned. Okay. But, uh, no, seriously, again, thank you so much. We're talking about this, but thank you very much for everything. Um, for helping us get the word out about these things and uh uh you know just uh everyone in their own life do what you can to, 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 to complete your path on their journey to making the world a better place and that's really what we need to do right and uh if, if anybody needs any suggestion it is go vegan okay thanks thanks for being with us again uh today Stu, and maybe we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks if the accused accept the invitation so uh thanks for being Anytime. with us thanks and, again. Uh, now uh, let's let's listen to the uh, famous or uh, infamous video now on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Lipton. Mm -hmm. Animal Charity Evaluators, or ACE, is a group that claims to review organizations for effectiveness, then they promote those charities and ask people to financially support them. ACE awards three organizations top charity status. This positioning is incredibly lucrative, as top charities get the most money donated to them. From its inception to the time of this video, only four groups have been awarded top charity status. All of them are related to an animal rights activist named Nick Cooney. This includes Mercy for Animals, where he is executive vice president, the Humane League, where he is the founder and board chair, and the Good Food Institute, where he was co-founder and board chair. The fourth group to achieve top charity status was Animal Equality. Nick Cooney not only helped design Animal Equality's literature, but the founder of the group, Sharon Nunes Gao, is an international publisher for Cooney's book. Top charity status is a fiscal designation and is potentially worth millions of dollars in donations. Considering there are 20,000 humane organizations in existence, it made no sense that only those groups either founded by or having a financial relationship with Nick Cooney were chosen for that highly profitable top charity status. 
Shark reached out to Ace with our concerns. To its credit, Ace engaged in a dialogue with us that spanned four letters and a Skype video call. We've put the letters online for public review. According to Ace's website, only 21 groups, an infinitesimal fraction of the groups working for animals, have received a comprehensive evaluation. What is shocking and disturbing is that 14 of the 21 groups selected by ACE for the prized comprehensive review have a conflict of interest with ACE personnel or board members. It is clear to us that these organizations were given preferential treatment due to those personal relationships. It is our position that it was unethical for ACE to have promoted these pre-selected organizations while countless other animal groups were not because they didn't have some kind of relationship with someone at ACE. ACE has acknowledged there are conflicts, but they contend that being transparent negates any unethical activity. This claim, however, is flawed. As an example, when President Trump admitted he had fired the former FBI director because of the Russian investigation, he was being very transparent. However, that did not erase any potential unethical behavior. ACE also put deceiving information on their GuideStar page. They claimed that in 2016 they quote, conducted evaluations of over 300 animal charities. However, when we go back to their website, we see that the total number of charities they have reviewed is a third less than that. Out of that 205, an astounding 117 supposed reviews consisted of a website link and nothing more. These were just padding to make it look like they were reviewing a variety of groups when the reality is they focus on those they pre-selected to promote. We were surprised to find ourselves on ACE's list, but that feeling immediately turned to horror when we saw that ACE considered Ducks Unlimited to be an animal protection organization. Ducks Unlimited is responsible for the slaughter of hundreds of thousands if not millions of ducks every year and they have held live pigeon shoot fundraisers where innocent pigeons are thrown into the air and shot for fun and we know this because shark has fought against ducks unlimited and filmed their slaughter ducks unlimited is a brutal and disgusting organization yet ace lists them as being general animal welfare and wild animal rescue and shelter that ACE claims to be all about science, yet they didn't have the basic intelligence to do a simple Google search that would have shown them that Ducks Unlimited was pro-hunting and killing is not only an insult to anyone who cares about animals, but it shows how incompetent, inept, and what a sham ACE's reviews are. After viewing all the evidence and arguments from ACE, it is our opinion that ACE is not an objective charity evaluator, but one created to funnel money to certain pre-selected organizations involving one individual. ACE repeatedly tried to downplay Mr. Cooney's relationship to the group when we communicated with them. Subsequent to those conversations, however, we discovered that Mr. Cooney does in fact hold a position within ACE. ACE has a program called the Animal Advocacy Research Fund which grants money for research projects. There is an oversight committee for the fund. Nick Cooney is a member of it. As bad as it is that Cooney holds a position with ACE, Mercy for Animals received money from ACE and their oversight committee on which its executive vice president was a member. As ethically problematic as that is, 
The greater significance is that all this washes away Ace's protestations that Mr. Cooney is not deeply involved with the group. And it goes further to show how Ace favored Mr. Cooney and his interests. Harrison Nathan is a whistleblower who used to volunteer for the Humane League. Mr. Nathan quit once he realized that the science the Humane League and Ace used to make their claims and reviews were inaccurate and deceptive. Um, I did eventually come to the point of view that um, they were causing real harm by um, not just by deceiving donors, um, but by influencing people to believe that uh, a, a, you know, their methods were effective when in all likelihood I, I realized they probably were not. The Open Philanthropy Project recently gave a $500,000 grant to ACE. However, they wrote a damning criticism of ACE stating that they had used a quote, reliance on low quality research, low quality data, and that they had reservations about the level of vetting ACE applies to charities' claims about themselves. In other words, the public may very well have been deceived into donating potentially millions of dollars based on bad science and self-made claims. All of this and more disqualifies ACE as being an objective evaluator and it shatters the facade they have created. Why then did Open Philanthropy give ACE half a million dollars even after identifying their serious weaknesses and inaccuracies? It's because they love the concept of what ACE promotes which is called effective altruism. Effective altruism is supposed to be about supporting groups who save the most lives with the most efficient use of money. It sounds good, except that it does not work at all with animal issues. We will explain this in detail and the danger it represents to the animal protection movement in a future video. Shark strongly suggested reforms to ACE. To summarize, they would have to disallow recommendations for any group where an ethical conflict exists such as Mr. Cooney's organizations, and offer reviews and a fair chance at receiving recommended status for any animal charity that requested it, and apologize for the unfair and unscientific methods by which organizations were chosen. We at Shark have removed ourselves from any such consideration to avoid any possible ethical issues. Regrettably, ACE representatives have rejected every suggestion. If donors to animal causes really want their money to be used for good, they need to stop being swayed by sales pitches, fads, and marketing schemes. We encourage you to only donate to groups that you have found to be truly effective at helping animals and to ignore the unscientific and biased recommendations given by animal charity evaluators. This is Stuart Chaffetz for showing animals respect and kindness. Okay, this is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com, on Twitter at GoVeganRadio, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and uh, we do have Radio Bobby, and uh, that's on Facebook and Twitter, so check it out, listen to Radio Bobby, thanks for support um, for Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and uh, Radio Bobby, thanks for support to Vegetarian House in San Jose, one of the great vegan restaurants in the world, 
vegetarian house at 520 East Santa Clara Street. Uh, just a magnificent restaurant. Check out the menu. You'll see that vegans sacrifice nothing. We sacrifice no one. Actually, we have the best food. Uh, <laughs> there's a little secret that's uh, it's kind of getting out there since the vegan population has grown from 1% to 6% from 2014 to 2017, according to a report by our study out of the UK. 6% of U.S. consumers now identify themselves as vegan. So the word is getting out that uh, not only is it uh, what needs to be done for animals and the environment and the health of your children, but uh, the food is, we, we have the best food. That's, that's all there is to it. You know, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't get up, you know, we wouldn't go up 600% in three years if uh, people weren't going like, wow, this is, this is vegan. I can do it. I can eat like this. And you can, and I have for 33 years, and you wouldn't believe what I had to eat 33 years ago. So you have it made today. you got it made in the shade being vegan now. So, uh, so check out the menu at Vegetarian House vegetarianhouse.us vegetarian house caters and the catering business is booming because people well, we got the best food right so you have a social event you want the best food you have a business event um, you're getting married you want to impress the in-laws right from the start you want people to give you know even even bigger gifts at the wedding make sure the food is great the music's great hey why not play Radio Bobby at the wedding. The music will be great. RadioBobby.com. VegetarianHouse.us. Check it out. Okay, I guess that will just about do it for us this week. Professor Francione is off this week. He will join us uh, again next week for commentary. And uh, I invite you now to uh, resume uh, uh, the uh, enjoyment in your life uh, that you get from RadioBobby.com. Thanks for listening.